Hi, everybody. This is John Montoya. And this is John Parings. We're authorized infinite banking practitioners and hosts of the fifth edition. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 20, a financial bunker for hyperinflation, pandemics, and everything else. I think a lot of people that are relying on their, you know, 401ks are going to get a pretty bad wake up call like we already have in, you know, 2008 and 2000, but people forget they're going to get another wake up call. How many of those can happen during our career before we've really created a bad situation for, you know, our retirement? But I, I think it kind of segues nicely into what we were planning on talking about today is. I don't know about you, but I've been getting a lot of questions. I mean, one of the, I'm, I'm getting a lot of phone calls from existing clients and I'm getting the question asked by new prospective clients. And that is, how can this help me if we experience another recession or, and or if we experience runaway inflation, if the, the value of the US dollar decreases, or another way to say it is the, there's a crash of the actual dollar itself. How does this tie into you know, what we should be doing. So, you know, people are asking if they should buy crypto, should they be buying gold? Or should I even be buying life insurance right now? It's timely for us to be talking about this. I agree. So what's your answer to that question? The first answer is always, let's not forget we're buying life insurance. No matter what your plans are, what's the one thing that could blow your plan up? And that is if you die or you become disabled and contributions to your to your plan stop happening. And so the first thing that needs to be considered is, well, we need to shore that up. Just like when we first buy a house, we buy homeowners insurance so that if anything happens, we don't completely lose that asset and what that asset could have grown to over the course of our lives. The first thing to consider is, do we have ourselves protected and do we have our greatest asset protected, uh, which is ourselves and our income? Is that protected? And do we have a means of getting that back? Because regardless of what happens to the dollar, we're not really going to be getting away from the dollar, so to speak, anytime soon. And so we need to have that protection in place before we even start worrying about cash values and, and things like that. That's great. I, and I totally agree. Once that is established, okay, let's, let's take a look at your cash position mm -hmm. and where you're directing the money that you are saving. Because yeah. if you're locking that money up where you can't get access to it, yes. regardless of whether there's a hyperinflation event, a black swan event, if you can't have access to it, what is it worth to you? That's such a good point. They kind of segment their thinking when it comes to their financial lives. And everyone's default is to just pump money into these tax deferred qualified plans. Just like you said, locking their money away for 20, 30 years. And it's like, well, if we experience another market downturn or you know, we start having problems with the US dollar, do you want access to money that you could use to buy other assets that can protect you against inflation? Or do you want that locked away for the next 20 or 30 years? One of the things about taking money out of those qualified plans too is is that you know there, there's penalties involved, right? 
So you're taking an additional hit if something were to happen. One of the things I always like to tell people is you should be thinking about your exit plan before you ever enter into a plan. And if one of the things that is going to be a downside to your overall plan is that not only is your money locked up, but you're going to get dinged for accessing it, then you should be taking into consideration places for your money that you can have access to it without penalties ideally without taxes, whenever you want. And that's certainly an option that fits for IBC. The other question that comes up is like, well, should I be buying gold? Should I be buying crypto? Should I be hedging against the dollar? The answer to the question is really the same that, that we've been talking about. It's like, well, if whether you think so or not, even if you do think so, where are you storing your money now? Where's your money residing? So that you can do that if you think it's appropriate. And so, you know, people are either keeping it in a bank account where it's not earning anything or they're putting all their money, they're locking it away in the qualified plans. But there's another option where you could be, you know, implementing the infinite banking concept and storing some cash and dividend paying whole life insurance where you still can access that cash and buy those things that, that could hedge against the dollar. And as when we were talking before, you were mentioning there were two ways to do that. I think that's from uh, how privatized banking really works. Can you cover those again? Yeah, so Carlos Lara and Robert Murphy, they wrote a book called How Privatized Banking Really Works. It's a phenomenal read. In fact, let's upload a link to our website because there is a PDF version that our listeners can get access to for free and they can read this at their leisure, I highly recommend it. In this book, they talk about the options you have with an IBC designed whole life policy if a hyperinflation scenario were to play itself out. Now, here are the two options. Because a IBC whole life policy does not have any penalties whatsoever, you can, option number one, surrender your whole life policy and walk away with the cash value to hedge against inflation. However, you're going to do that, whether that's buying gold, crypto, or investing in real estate or buying a cash flowing business. However, you're going to do it. You have the ability to basically say, okay, I want my cash value. I'm going to surrender the contract and go ahead and do with that cash value, whatever you're going to do with it. Option number two, is to take the maximum loan available and then go ahead and hedge against inflation by buying gold, crypto, investing in real estate, investing in business, like I mentioned. However you're going to do it, you have two options that are always readily available to you. Now, I like option two best because if you take out a max loan, if a hyperinflation event happens, basically pay back the loan pennies on the dollar without having to requalify again. But this is all explained in their book, How Privatized Banking Really Works. Yeah, that's great. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. This is episode 20, by the way, just to remind everybody. And uh, so you can go to thefifthedition.com slash 20. You'll see the show notes for that. And we'll have a link up for that information and that book. So far, we've kind of talked about collapse of the dollar slash hyperinflation. We've talked about what if we get another recession? You know, now with everything happening, you're starting to get questions about COVID and insurability. And so people are wondering if they can even get insurance right now. The short answer to that is yes. There have been some minor uh, limitations that have been put in place in the insurance world, um, not only on, on life insurance itself, uh, through some, some risk class uh, postponements, 
but also in the form of annuities, where if people aren't familiar with an annuity, it's actually the opposite of life insurance, where life insurance protects you, protects your family if you die too early. An annuity protects your income if you live too long. So it's essentially using the same actuarial math to uh, provide you with a guaranteed income for as long as you live. Some annuities have been postponed uh, for a period of time. It depends on the carrier. In the form of life insurance, some of the risk classes, uh, substandard risk classes have been uh, postponed as well, where life insurance, you have to qualify for it with not only your wealth, but also your health. You have a standard rating and then you have preferred ratings above standard. Well, you also have substandard ratings, also known as table ratings. And some of the lower table ratings have been postponed if, if someone's health, they don't get outright declined they can get what's called a table rating. And some of those have been postponed for the foreseeable future. But what's interesting is, you know, I think when, as people are learning about not only the financial benefits of using the strategies around whole life insurance to improve their financial lives, with COVID, people are actually starting to maybe think twice again, or, you know, reconsider, well, maybe I ought to just have some life insurance because, wow, this COVID thing, it's, a, it's an unknown that we don't know what's going to happen with it. And so you can still get life insurance, you know, all, of, all other things being equal. I think a lot of people are waking up to the idea of seeing the importance of having some. Yeah, I was going to hit on that point that you just made about, you know, waking up to the realization that we can't guarantee our health, especially during this pandemic, you never know who you're going to come into contact with. And if you do happen to get COVID, how is that going to affect your insurability? Well, right. there's really one way you can make sure it doesn't affect your insurability. And that's to lock in a guaranteed convertible term policy, whether yeah. that's for 10, 20 or 30 years, but you lock in your health rating so that if something, God forbid, does happen and it doesn't have to be COVID. It could be crossing the street and getting hit by a car. Maybe you're lucky enough to survive that hit, but uh, otherwise, you know, it puts your health in such a situation where you wouldn't qualify for life insurance after that point. There is an awakening that's happening right now where people are realizing that life is precious and we do need to take care of protecting ourselves and our families in the event that our health isn't 100% moving forward for the next 5, 10, 20 years or however long you're, you're looking forward. But this is a way to make sure that regardless of what's happening in the world, pandemic or not, you have the ability to lock in your health and get started with IBC when you have the cash flow and the wherewithal to get started. In, in the IBC world, we tend to, you know, focus on the money side of everything, the cash values. And, and really, when we get into the world of life insurance, what we're doing is we're, it gets back to the original idea of we're creating more certainty in anyone's life by transferring the risk of something happening to your greatest asset, again, yourself and your income that you're going to earn over, your, over the course of your life, you're going to get a better rate of return on your income than you're ever going to get putting money into an investment, right? That is something that needs to be protected. And if you can create some certainty out of that, all of a sudden you can, you can afford to take more risk in other areas of your life, knowing that that is covered. And when I say areas of your life, I'm referring more to your financial life. Um, don't, don't go out there and take unnecessary risks with your life life, of course. 
And when you do decide to take on risk, I would argue that do it from a cash rich position. That's right. And what I mean by that is if you prioritize being a cash rich position, it's going to really highlight the flexibility and versatility of an infinite banking strategy plan that we can create for you because opportunities come and go. But when you're operating from a position of cash, let's talk about what happens when we experience blood on the street, meaning the market's correct. Everybody's selling. But when you're in a cash position, whether it's the market, stock market, or the real estate market, or you're looking to buy businesses to invest in, you can pay basically pennies on the dollar while everybody's running to liquidate. And you're already in a cash position to take advantage of all these opportunities when there is blood on the street. That's it. I mean, read uh, Warren Buffett's letters. They're holding on to billions of dollars of cash right now because he's not, he's not seeing any deals out there. He's waiting. And, you know, he's not the only one. Meanwhile, the average American is just continuing to pump money into these, into the, the stock market at all time highs. I mean, you know, the number one rule is buy low, sell high. Everyone is buying high right now. No one has a crystal ball. And of course we expect growth to continue to happen. Is it really going to continue to happen without some form of correction right now where most, most people think everything's expensive. So are you in a position to take advantage of, of a correction that by all indicators, we're doing the exact same thing we've done the last two bubbles are you in a position to take advantage of that if and when it does happen again? Yeah, it's all part of the business cycle, which if you follow uh, Austrian economics, you know you realize that the business cycle typically lasts seven to 10 years and we're overdue for the next correction. Yeah. And it's the people who realize this and are in a cash position that are going to be able to take advantage of what happens next. Can I bring up one more point about inflation and keeping ahead of inflation? You know, one of the, one of the strategies is, you know, rather than trying to beat inflation with, with growth or with rate of return, another way to beat inflation is by creating more cash flow. You know, what kind of other additional assets can you buy that creates cash flow for you now rather than in the future or, you know, just in the future. So most people, you know, they buy, you know, maybe dividend paying stocks that are currently, you know, reinvested to get a higher rate of return in order to beat inflation. Well, what if you had that cash flow that you could use now rather than just putting it into the same thing and you could buy other income generating assets with it? And in order to do that, you need, you need cash. So just so you know, it gets back to your, to your point about blood in the streets. Well, we don't even need, we don't even need to hit blood in the streets level in order to think about ways that we can overcome the effects of inflation. And one of the ways of doing that is creating income generating assets that will create an income for us for the rest of our life. You know, so real estate's one of those things. Businesses are another, but to do that, Guess what you need? Cash. And where's the best place for money to reside or where's the best place for cash to reside? Right? In our and, own financial system. Right. In an entity that we own and control. And that's what we accomplished with IBC. Right. One last note I'd like to make. It's regarding hyperinflation. And the point is this. 
hyperinflation historically doesn't happen overnight. If we look at all the episodes of hyperinflation, most recently, the episode in Venezuela comes to mind. Inflation in hyperinflation specifically, it happens over a period of time. And you can start to see the writing on the wall because the cost of food goes up 20% in one week, right? 50% in a month. And then it just keeps on growing and growing. If you look at the Weimar Republic in the 1920s, when Germany debased their currency, hyperinflation didn't happen overnight. It actually happened over a period of two years. And so the point I, I want to make about hyperinflation, people get really concerned about it and they start to really put a lot of thought into it. But the thing I, I want to share with people is that it doesn't happen overnight. And if it were to occur, God forbid, in the United States, well, guess what? It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to start to see the prices of groceries go up 20% a week or 50% in a month, but it's going to happen over a time frame, whether it's six months, a year, historically, you know, over two years, it doesn't happen overnight. So to really be paranoid about runaway inflation, I think the best thing that we could possibly do is always put ourselves in a position where we can move our money have access to it and not be in a position where we're so frightened about inflation that we just keep it all in cash under the mattress doing nothing. We can have our money working in multiple places at the same time while we still have access to it. If you're following what's happening in the world and what's happening close at home, if runaway inflation does happen, it's going to take some time. And the best thing you can possibly do is be in a position where you can still have the availability of your money to do whatever you need to do when and if this runaway inflation ever does happen. Right. So we talked about the transference of risk. By transferring risk, we also create more options for ourselves. And so by having a guaranteed permanent death benefit and by having the present value of that guaranteed permanent death benefit available to us at any time for whatever reason, we all of a sudden create options for ourselves without sacrificing the future potential of our accounts. So imagine having a retirement account and we experience another downturn and we need cash to either survive or to take advantage of opportunities, you know, your blood in the streets analogy. We could, we have the cash to do that without giving up the, the growth because we're not pulling, we don't have to pull money out of life insurance. We can leverage the money inside life insurance. We can leverage that cash value to perform things that we need to do now or to take advantage of opportunities that present, present themselves now. And we never lose the uninterrupted compound growth of the life insurance policy itself as long as, of course, as we pay the loans back with the either future income or from the profits made in taking advantage of those opportunities. And so that gets to your point about being able to use money for two or more things at the same time. We never have to lose the opportunity cost that we would have to normally do if we have to liquidate other assets like a 401k or something like that in order to do the things we need to do now. I think to sum it up, I'm going to borrow from what Nelson said over and over again. This is a stress-free way of living. And if you're stressed about inflation, hyperinflation, pandemics, and anything else, just know 
if you do have an IBC plan set up, it is absolutely, and I think you and I can both attest to this, it is a stress-free way of living because we know that we have total control over our financial lives no matter what happens. That's it. That's great. So if you'd like to talk IBC with us, let us know. You can go to thefifthedition.com, book time for either one of us, and we'll connect with you and answer all the questions that you have, and we'll take it from there. Awesome. And don't forget thefifthedition.com slash 20. We'll have the link to the book that John mentioned earlier, How Privatized Banking Really Works. Awesome. Yes, sir. Talk to you guys soon.